Hello, Springford, and welcome to the third episode of the Springford Ramcast. My name is Aaron Crew, Director of Communications and Marketing, and with me here today is Andrew Rothermel. Hello, Andrew. Hey, Aaron. How are we doing today? I'm well, thanks. So everybody stayed with us after the first episode. We're on to our second one now. Today, we are going to talk to Dr. Gooden, Superintendent of Schools, as well as Mr. Rizzo, our new Assistant Superintendent. Yes, very exciting stuff today. But before we get to our two guests, let's do the word of the day. What do you have for us today? So my word of the day is community. And we'll be talking about this a little more later on in our interview with Dr. Gooden and Rizzo, but there's so much community in all of the towns that make up Springford. So my word of the day is community. That's a good one. Your word of the day is community. Along with that, my word of the day today is connected. Everything in our community is really connected through the school. A lot of people move into the Springford area because of the school district and the reputation that we've built. So once uh, we have our two guests here, we'll talk a little bit more about how we can continue to connect with our community, to connect neighborhoods, towns, schools, the entire Springford district. So two really good words that go together, connected and community. Yes, and now should we go right into my three things to know? Yeah, let's do three things. All right, so the three things today are probably going to be my favorite of all from the podcast, and it's the most watched RCTV videos in 2019. Oh, a review list, if you will. Yeah, do you, could you take a guess at what you think any of them would be? The most watched videos on RCTV. Are you talking about the YouTube channel? Yes, our new YouTube channel. Okay. Um, ooh, would graduation be on the list? It's top five, but I'm only doing top three. Okay. Uh, ooh, man. Uh, well, I would have guessed graduation, maybe a basketball game, and... I'll just go ahead. Okay, thank you. So the first one was the high school lunch options when we first, Aramark came in and we sent out that short little video. Yeah. 4,800 views. Wow. Yeah. And that was, we only posted that probably in August. You're so right. So from August to January pretty close. And Airmark did a big change when they came in here. Yeah. So that video was was really helpful. You would think walking through line wouldn't be that difficult, but they really changed the format and the footprint of the kitchen area. Yeah. So the second one is, and this was an inaugural event this year, the post-prom or the prom red carpet event. I forgot about prom. 3,500 views. That I think is my personal favorite show, episode, anything you want to call it on RCTV. I loved Live from the Red Carpet. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Can't wait to do it again. And then the third one was this year's end of year celebration video from the 2018-19 school year, the Footloose. Oh, yeah. That had 2,600 views. Are we going to do that again this year? Yeah, I think it's now going to be a yearly thing. Okay. We'll have to come up with a new song. Yeah, every year will be a new song. Okay. Two years ago, we did Can't Stop the Feeling. Exactly. All right, so those are my three things to know. Great, thank you. Dr. Good and Mr. Rizzo, how are you guys today? We're doing great. Oh, great. So I understand this is the first podcast for both of you. It is. Yep. So we're here to talk about School Choice Week. Okay. A little bit of history about School Choice Week. It's held every January, and it shines a spotlight on effective education options for children. Uh, particularly in public education. The goal of School Choice Week is to raise awareness on the K-12 education options available to families. So, Dr. Gooden, do parents have a choice 
when it comes to where their child will go to school? Well, that's an interesting question, Erin, because uh, many, many years ago when I got into the district, we really began to look at how can we formulate a vision for the district. And as we developed that vision, it really came around the idea of, of school choice. And the vision is simply that we want to be the educational provider of choice for our families in our community because uh, parents do have options. Um, they have a variety of options they can exercise uh, besides going to our school. Now, I understand that in public education, uh, each school district has uh, boundaries, and people living in those boundaries pay taxes, and part of those taxes go to the school district to support school district operations, and that's where children go. But many of our parents in the, in the district um, exercise other options, whether it's cyber school, whether it's private schools, uh, whether it's homeschooling. Those are all viable options and uh, and that's our competition uh, as a public school. And so many, many years ago, we formulated the vision that we were going to be and work towards being the educational provider of choice. And so uh, we've tried to uh, put in place programming that is going to be attractive uh, to our students and competitive uh, in preparing our students to uh, move on into either their careers or uh, move on into college and eventually into a career. But we want to make sure we're providing the best possible opportunities for our students that we possibly can. And so that's been our driving vision. So yes, parents can op- uh they can exercise choices uh, in their in the education of their children, and we want to be uh, in competitive in that. We want to be uh, not just the default provider, and that's oftentimes what public schools are. We're the default provider of educational services for students. We want to be the the uh, we want to have a program and an organization that people would want to come to. That this would be their choice, uh, and that it wouldn't be the default. So, yes, uh, th- there's many options, and, and certainly uh, they have those, uh, the parents have the ability to choose those o- and exercise those options. So, let's talk a little bit about the Springford community. Uh, Dr. Gooden, since your tenure here as superintendent, how have you seen our school community change? Well, I, I think there's, there's some constants uh, that I've seen within the community, and that is the community support for the school system in itself. Uh, and you can see that. Uh, with the with the high level of participation and involvement from our families that uh, use our service uh, services here in the district, but I think that um, we oftentimes uh, uh, when you're in it you don't recognize uh, quite as readily the changes that are indeed happening. But I would say probably one of the biggest changes I've seen is the number of houses and uh, apartments uh, that have been put into play just in the last 10 years, I would not hazard uh, a guess of uh, uh, how many units have been put into the district since over the last 10 years, but I would say it's, it's well into the thousands. Um, and so we certainly have seen uh, a denser population, uh, and as a result, we're seeing that in some of our traffic patterns uh, throughout the community, uh, as well as some of the changes we're seeing in uh, our student population and the diversity that's happening within our student population, uh, we are growing uh, as a uh, we are growing into a more diverse uh, community, um, and that's uh, and there's lots of reasons for that. Not least of which is some of the uh, commercial uh, enterprises, businesses that are available that are that are in the district, 
and those bring in uh, folks that uh, increase uh, the area of diversity for us. And so we've seen those changes, and and, uh, we're excited by those changes, and we've embraced those changes. And and once again, going back to the whole idea of school choice, these folks coming in, we want to make sure that we are the option that they would choose. Well, and you mentioned a, a change just over the past 10 years. Right now, being in 2020, we're coming up on a big year, which is the 2020 census. Right. The last time we had a census done was 2010. So we're going to start to see, as information comes out from the census, the numbers that have have changed over the past 10 years, the yeah. growth in the district, the change in the population. So I'm pretty excited about the census, uh, but I'm also a, a big nerd. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try and get everyone else excited about the census this year. Well, for us, while we've not seen, uh, you know, I just mentioned about the number of uh, uh, housing units that have been uh, brought online since in the last 10 years. But what we don't know is the number of students that are not at school age. Mm -hmm. And the census will give us some of that data Mm -hmm. uh, to help us plan going forward. And so right now, while we've not seen uh, a big number change in our student population over the past 10 years, and I I would guess that we're somewhere around 300 you know, that change uh, to the good uh, over the last 10 years, we don't really know exactly how many we've got in the pipeline. And so that's something we do need to know. Mm -hmm. We're currently doing a demographic study in addition to the uh, most recent facility studies that we did. So that kind of data will help us uh, in planning and making sure that we have facilities and programs uh, necessary to support our growing population. And Mr. Rizzo, you recently moved your entire family across the state just about five months ago. I did. So you literally chose Spring Ford. In the truest sense, I did, yes. Can you talk to us a little about about the the decision to move out here with your entire family? Because that's pretty big. You have high school kids, and, and to move them their, their high school years is a commitment. We were deeply um, entrenched in our community where we came from and it was never our plan to move our plan was to stay there and I was going to retire there and that was the plan but uh, but things happen and and life changes and you get an urge to go to do something a little bit different and uh, spring forward has been on the radar for me for gosh the better part of 17 18 years Uh, you know being even off from western PA Spring Ford is known. Um, it's known for a lot of reasons, for the, for the music community, for the academics, uh, for athletics, for a lot of reasons it's known. So when I was feeling an urge and a need to start to consider some other options, Spring Ford uh, opened up and it was a natural, uh, it was a natural move for us because of what it offered. And, you know, as you go through the interview process, you get asked a lot of questions about yourself. And the first question you get asked is why? And, I said, well, first of all, I would never apply to a district that I wouldn't send my kids to. Um, so just applying, uh, in, you know, is, is, is an indicative of my investment in the community and, and investment in my kids' growth because this is a district where they're going to thrive. And uh, it's, you know, four and a half months now into this. We're seeing exactly that. Our kids are doing great. They're having a great time. They're being challenged. They're being pushed. Uh, I like to use the term brain sweat when I come to my kids, and uh, their brains are sweating a lot, which is a good problem. And, uh, and we've worked through a lot of things, so it's been, it's been great for our family. And it's actually pulled us closer. And they're involved in the band, in music, athletics, a little bit of everything. Yeah, we have a lot going on. Um, currently, uh, the Twins have just finished up marching season, and Mr. Jones and the marching program is great for the Twins, 10th uh, graders. Uh, they also, uh, my son is now involved with Westmont Soccer. 
so I think we're on a little bit of a hiatus right now, but uh, but he'll be back up here in a few months, and so he's really enjoying being back into that. Sarah and Sophia, my two little ones, are basketball crazy kids. They just they they broke away from the the soccer the soccer norm, and they went basketball, and uh, they're having a great time doing that uh, with the youth program here. So they're all deep. They all play instruments. So we're a musical family, and uh, and Spring Forward is a good fit. Strong music program, strong athletic program, and options. Well, we're happy to have you. Well, we're great. It's great to be here. Thank you. And Andrew, you chose to live in Springford as well. Yes. Uh, what, and while you don't have children in school, what was the factor that you considered when looking at homes here? So originally, and to be honest, I just moved here because I got the job here. My first time I moved. Um, and then after we got married, me and my wife, we were looking at houses in Royersford, in the Springford uh, community. With working here, you see the dedication that our staff has for the community in the district. So that was really one of the biggest things. And when we're having kids, we're going to definitely keep them in here and stay in the district. Uh, one question for each of you, if you if you haven't already answered it, why did you choose Spring Forward? Aside from maybe work or your kids coming here, what really made it a choice for you to come and, and live here and work here, Dr. Gooden? Well, you know, obviously there's there's lots of opportunities available uh, to be a superintendent in a, ver- a variety of districts, but even in the western part of the state where I was before, uh, it was Spring Forward was well known, um, and I know that the search consultant that was working for the district in there communicated with me. Uh, they certainly uh, recognized. Uh, the value and the in the in the in the quality of this particular district. As a matter of fact, I, I think I was told this was the best district in the state, uh, according to the search consultant that was working with the board at the time. And so it was kind of an easy decision, but it, it certainly helped that I came out. Um, I liked the area, and I had a. It seemed like a good fit for me. And at my level, you, you definitely are concerned about fitting into the community, fitting into the school system, and indeed fitting in with your school board. And all those things are very important to the success of a superintendent. And so um, the fact that I've been here well over the national average for the tenure of a superintendent uh, is indicative of, of the quality of the district and uh, certainly the, the stability of the district. Mr. Rizzo. So for me, obviously the job pulled me here. Um, but, you know, when you go through the interview process, which might, for us it started in April, you know, as you start to plan and learn, because you don't go to a district without doing your homework. And as you progress through the interview process, you continue to learn and continue to grow more. And, and you, you hear about things. And, and for me, um, I wanted to find the fault. I wanted to find the bad. I wanted to find the weaknesses of the district. And I couldn't find any. Now, not everything is perfect, but what I found is that there is somebody caring about some aspect of education for our students, whether it's social-emotional learning, academics, um, athletics. Just when I go through the gamut, everything is solid here, and, and it's, it's been very carefully, uh, carefully planned. When I look at we're talking about Springford Learning or at the time Modernizing Learning, the plan for rolling that out was very purposeful, and it was done over several years and a lot of planning. When we looked at the expansion project, it was done over years of planning. Everything was done in a very thoughtful, methodical way, and that's a district I wanted to be part of. We don't make flippant decisions. We don't haphazardly jump into things. We plan, we analyze, and we move forward, and that was really attractive to me. And I knew that a district that put that much thought into 
their buildings put that much thought into their educational program and was a district I needed to be part of. Dr. Goon, let's step away from school choice for a moment and let's talk about weather. Being in the middle of January right now, uh, we've had some weather issues. We've had some early, we've had one early dismissal so far. We've had some questionable, is it going to snow? Is it going to rain? Is it going to be ice? Can you just talk to us a little bit about what the process is from 9 p.m. the night before to 5 a.m. the day of? Well, I I get uh, reports from a variety of resources, uh, and probably the last resort is uh, the the network television. Uh, But I do have uh, news sources that I subscribe to that I get uh, approximately every four hours I get an update on the weather. And so I'm constantly monitoring that. And uh, But oftentimes, even with that that much information, um, you know, you know, I'll get things like uh, possible uh, freezing rain. Well, that's that's uh, you know possible freezing rain. So what do you do with that? So we're constantly having to monitor the weather and keep our eyes on it, uh, not only from the reports but also uh, physically going out and, and checking conditions of the roads, et cetera, et cetera. What most people don't understand though is uh, I have to make that decision before five o'clock every morning. Uh, to if do we're going to a do a delay or closure, yes, and so uh, that has to be made uh, at the latest five o'clock. Uh, and so, oftentimes, if you don't see something happening, you know, I don't have a crystal ball, and so you're trying to make a decision um, at that time. And so, you know, you're using your best judgment, and I think the what I've tried to do is always use. Uh, the the idea that we want to keep our students safe. And I've always operated on that. And for the most part, it's always served me well. It didn't serve me well last year, November 15th, uh, when we didn't do an early dismissal. And there was a reason for that. That wasn't me just me not wanting to do an early dismissal. It was a matter that according to the reports that I was getting, it was going to start raining or start snowing around 10 o'clock, mm-hmm. and it was going to be done at 2 o'clock. And we don't dismiss the high school until uh, 2.20. And so in my mind, I'm thinking, well, why would I dismiss early in the midst of the storm Mm -hmm. when I can just hold them here and dismiss them later? Well, we, as we all know, the storm um, uh, uh, was stagnant. It did not move. It did not move out of the area. And so we had we had a problem. Uh, But even in that, you know, I know I received a lot of criticism for that, but my rationale, my reasoning for that decision was truly student safety, and I couldn't see us dismissing kids in the middle of a, of a storm. Mm-hmm. I thought that if we kept them, they're here, they're safe, and then we would just do our regular dismissal. But uh, by this, you know, having said that, um, I try not to let uh, outside influences uh, get into my head because I, I need to look at okay, what data do I have, what information do I have, and what can we do to make sure our students are safe? Uh, quite frankly, if I uh, pulled the trigger and did an early dismissal or a two-hour delay or a cancellation every time uh, the weather, bad weather was predicted, uh, we would miss a lot of days. And so, you know, and of course, everybody afterwards, you know, after an event, you know, it's, everybody's, a, everybody's 100% on what the weather is, but but you've got to make that decision uh, based upon the data that you have at the time. And uh, so I try to get it and gather as much data as I can. I will say that I also confer with my colleagues in the other surrounding districts uh, anytime a decision is made. 
And so uh, we get together. What are they seeing? What are they hearing? Uh, what do they feel? And um, and so we make a decision based upon that. So, But there is no crystal ball. I can't tell the weather any better than anybody else, but I can say that I get a lot of re- a lot of data on the weather. And as I said, I get a report every four hours, uh, 24-7, on the weather uh, from one of the subscriptions that I get particular to our area and so I lean on that heavily but as I said uh, you know that you know sometimes reports are possible snow flurries or possible freezing rain well okay that's great but that's possible and so you got to make a decision based upon that and how many times uh, have have forecasts been wrong uh, matter of fact our first uh, early dismissal mm-hmm. uh, they were calling for some uh, bad weather that we that did not materialize but based upon the information i had at the time i had to make that decision and understand once a decision to do two hour dismissal or early dismissal is made it takes approximately two two and a half hours to get all the buses into the district mm-hmm. uh to start dismissing kids so it's not like i can make a decision at nine thirty and at 9 45 we're dismissing kids it doesn't work like that the kid the, the drivers have to come back to the lot pick up their uh, they have to be notified first come in, get their buses, and they come in, and then we start dismissing. And so there's about a two, two-and-a-half-hour window, even when a decision is made to do an early dismissal, and that it's just not made at the spur of the moment or there, it's not that quick of a turnaround. Uh, there are There is a lag time. And uh, so uh, the rule of thumb, though, is always try to make a decision uh, in the best interest of students. And believe me, I come under pressure whenever we miss – five, six, seven days in a school year, and nobody wants to miss any more days, well, then suddenly everybody's critical of missing more days, but I'm still using the same metric to make my decisions, Uh, and that is trying to be as safe as I can for our students, in addition to our staff that's driving in. Uh, So I try to to use that as my uh, true north, if you will, in making those kind of decisions. But it's very difficult, and and as I said, uh, sometimes I think folks think that I have a uh, an inside track on uh, what the weather's going to be, and and I don't. I, I'm I'm gathering as much data as I can and making the best decision I can. Well, we like to end each Ramcast with a little bit of fun, so I'm going to throw it to Andrew. He has five random questions for each of you. Yes. Yeah, so we'll start with Mr. Rizzo and give Dr. Gooden a break here. So, what is your favorite pizza topping? Oh, wow, it's a tie. Uh, either mushroom, because I'm a fun guy, or uh, <laughs> or probably sausage. Okay, and what is your favorite TV show? Hands down, The Office. Who was the last person you texted? Dr. Gooden, to tell him we were coming over here. <laughs> <laughs> and what was the worst job you ever had? Oh, hmm. I was blessed. I've always had pretty good jobs, but I would have to say probably being a dishwasher. And then the last question, what is your favorite thing to watch on RCTV? It's all great stuff. And I believe I'm going to tell you, I, I, watched, like him. I watched all of it, you know, getting ready to come here. So all of it. You do a great job promoting the district and the great things. All right. Nice Thank job, guys. You. Thank you. Subscribe on Rain Country TV on YouTube. Dr. Gooden, your turn. You get different questions. Oh, I get different I might, I might mix some of the it. same yeah. ones in there. <laughs> Cats or dogs? Hmm. Hmm. I can only choose one? Yeah. Uh, it's got to be a dog. All right. Where is your favorite place on earth? Favorite place on earth? Um, probably somewhere in the mountains. 
in the woods near a stream. That sounds pretty nice. Give one piece of advice to your younger self. That's a that's a tough question. That one got deep. Piece of advice to my my younger self. I think really what I would need to I, I think I would need to do is is uh, uh, don't uh, don't underestimate the power uh, of 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 working hard. Um, because and I say that because uh, you know when I was going through college, there were courses that were just I felt were too difficult for me. And, uh, but I found that when you really dig in and you make yourself learn something, you can do it. Uh, it, it but it, learning is, is tough. It, learning is not easy. Learning is a, is a chore. It's work. And, uh, and I believe, and I believe I can learn anything if I put my mind to it. And that's probably my advice to my younger self. Uh, don't get discouraged. Uh, and don't let a single course derail your efforts to, uh, to improve, um, just dig in and do what you need to do. That's good advice. And what is your favorite TV show? You know, I, I don't. I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, I uh, my wife is. Uh, she likes binge watching uh, different shows, and so there's there's several that we've that we watch. Um, so you know, obviously, I got on the Game of Thrones uh, kick, and we we're watching mm -hmm. that and. Uh, you know, we, we, we like watching, uh, different shows, um, uh, that, that, you know, that are, that you can binge watch yeah. on. Um, so you know, Goliath is, for example, is one that's one of the newer ones that we're enjoying. So, uh, but yeah, that's usually how we watch TV, but okay. network TV, uh, I can tell you what I hate and that's commercials. <laughs> I, I literally cannot watch commercials. So we know where you won't find commercials, Ram country TV. What is your favorite thing to watch on RCTV? It has to be on board. That is definitely my favorite show to watch. I, I just, I'm enthralled. I just, just enthralled. And we'll have a new episode of On Board coming out soon, probably. Yeah. Colleen Zazowski, our new board president, is really excited to come on, breathe some different life into the show. I'm sure Tom will be there with her to show her the reins. This was his baby. And uh, and that'll be great. And that's it for my random questions for you guys. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for being on our episode of the Ramcast. You'll be able to listen to this on Apple iTunes, on Google Play, and on the website. Thank you, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks for listening, Springport.